Hey, if you like free stuff, you're going to like Tim's Rewards by Tim Hortons. You can earn free food or drinks after every seven purchases. Cool. How do I win? Um, it's not a contest. You just use your Tim's Rewards card. And after seven purchases, you score a free coffee, tea, or baked good. Whoa. So I've got a pretty good chance of winning. Well, actually, you've got a 100% chance of winning. Those are great odds. <laughs> they sure are. Free coffee and more with Tim's Rewards. It's Tim Hortons' way of saying thanks. Valid only at participating restaurants. Please visit restaurant or timhortons.com slash rewards for full program details. All right, I think we're good to go. Um, okay. So right now, I think it's actually recording right now. So um, we can do this whenever. And I'm sure when we edit it down, we can just take out like this first little bit. So I will host and then uh, we'll just go. It doesn't look like there's a lot of uh, totals out right now. So I think half the totals are out. So... Uh, looks like the very first three games. Um, we'll obviously start from West Coast and then work East. So okay. let's see how good of a hosting uh, job I can do here. <clears throat> All right, give me a little bit here. Got to think. Try to cut down all these tabs. All these how to record tabs. Three, two, one. Hello, Ro Roto Grinders. Uh, good morning. Actually, uh, so uh, this is Killaby2482 coming in. Obviously, not Dan Bach, but uh, yeah, uh, we got a new show for Fantasy Fix. Actually, not really a new show, but we're filling in for uh, Dan Bach, and it's going to be me and Alan. Uh, Alan, uh, I I'm going to have to ask you for your ID here. I'm a little. <laughs> I should have probably talked to you pre-show about your ID, but uh, why don't you fill in the fans uh, where where they can find you? Yeah, so my uh, my Twitter uh, handle is uh, Alan Lem DFS, but I go by the username Fat Halpert. Uh, it's a reference to The Office. So uh, yeah, big Office fan, and you know I started my Roto Grinders account several years ago when I was watching The Office, and so I didn't really give it a lot of thought. But here I am, a couple of years later, uh, with that username. So as you can see, I'm a really bad host, but uh, <laughs> uh, we do have a nice eight-game slate here um, for a Wednesday. So um, we don't have a lot of totals out. Uh, just kind of looking at it from a macro point of view, uh, we have obviously eight games. Uh, four of the games don't have totals out, but uh, the totals that are out are some pretty nice-sized nice, uh, uh, totals here. So uh definitely gonna be some good spots um i know you had a really good tweet about uh memphis and we'll just actually dive in right now to the memphis at philly uh game uh everybody got burned by tyreek evans uh the other night so is this a, a situation where i know in your tweet you're saying do not mess with uh memphis uh, uh it's a seven o'clock uh eastern start uh, are you willing to go go there uh for tonight yeah, so you know the background of my tweet is we got burned by uh, Tyreek Evans. You know, a couple minutes after lock, he was a surprise scratch, and there was no news beforehand that he was even a rest candidate. So, you know, my tweet, I don't know, joked about the idea of just deleting Memphis from your player pool. And so, honestly, I'm actually going to do that. I'm actually going to delete Memphis from my player pool. Um, I know 
people listening to this probably may not do that. So, um, so the news we have right now is Marcus Soule is probable, mm-hmm. Andrew Harrison is you know probable, and Ivan Rab is probable. But the way that I'm approaching this is, even if, you know, I guess I'm gonna let Memphis beat me. You know, is there anyone on this team that I feel can actually beat me? And it's probably only you know Gasol and Evans. So at this point, I'm actually just gonna stay away. We probably should get news on lineups, but you know, I'm willing to take my chance. I don't think that I'm willing to risk it at this point. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts about this? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously everybody's going to have a bad taste in their mouth with the Tyreek Evans. I feel like with it being a 7 o'clock Eastern start, I'm I'm comfortable with rolling these guys out. In fact, I really do like Tyreek Evans at 7,600. Um, I feel like it's a great spot uh, at Philly, um, just, just a spot where I want to have some exposure to him, uh, more so than anybody else, but Gasol... Uh, you know, I don't, I don't mind Gasol in this matchup. Uh, you know, MB's kind of been exposed uh, on the defensive end of side. Uh, so yeah, I, I feel, I feel pretty comfortable in rolling out both Gasol and Tyreek. Um, more so Tyreek than Gasol, but uh, yeah, we probably still got to wait on news. Gasol is probable, and Andrew Harrison is probable. So, um, but yeah, I, I think the most exposure that I want to have is Tyreek and then kind of wait on news from there. But um, Dylan Brooks at 4,700, he's been putting together some games and uh, I mean, he's been consistently getting, you know, 32 minutes. So uh, I actually last game, 30, 30 minutes uh, game before that 39. So uh, a guy that seems to be hitting the 30 minute mark and then his usage has usually been over 20%. So um, it's, it's a spot where he doesn't get, uh, you know, he doesn't offer too much in the rebounding and assist range. Um, but outside of that, like, I mean, he's scoring the ball uh, at will. Uh, well, at least he's he's getting he's getting a lot of shots up, and that's that's what we like to see here. He's gotten 12, uh, 12 attempts, thirteen attempts. Those are his low attempts, and then he's been hitting seventeen and eighteen. So I think that's uh, not a bad spot to go if you need a guy under five K uh, over on DraftKings. So uh, is there any any like cheap value that you're looking at here? Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, we had Jerome Martin and Jamichael Green as options mm-hmm. um, the previous game with Gasol out, but I think assuming Gasol and Rob are, are back and they're probable, I think that takes me off of both of them. But I, you actually really brought up a good point. I mean, everyone got burned by Tyreek. I think he was anywhere from 40 to 50% owned in tournaments at least. I'm not even sure what it was in cash, but the idea that you know Evans is going to be low-owned and possibly lower-owned than usual because of you know the last – Time the bias us. yeah yeah there's gonna be recency bias here so i think from a turn perspective you bring up a good point i think for me i just I, i'm taking a stand against memphis you know this, the second time they've done it this season um last time it was um it was one of their their forwards right that that burned us so it was um uh it was ben mclemore ben mclemore sorry, got, okay. got, um, was last time so yeah i, I think in tournaments you can definitely go gasol and, and evans here and, and brooks Okay, and then on the other side of the ball, we got uh, Philly here. It, now we got uh, Ben Simmons that's over 9K or right at 9K uh, on DraftKings. Um, Joel Embiid at 9,700. Uh, are you looking to get any exposure between these two? I think Memphis, you know, one of those teams that's just always slow pace. Um, I'm going to guess that the line is going to be near double digits. Um, you know, it's, it's an interesting situation because, uh, you know, Philly is on a are they on a back-to-back did they play today no they didn't they didn't uh but you know and then you have Memphis obviously with the Tyreek situation uh they they've had a day and Tyreek's had multiple days of rest so 
Um, yeah, I would I would expect Philly to be favored, you know, near near double digits here. So, uh, any exposure to any of these guys, or is this kind of a stay away spot? I think uh, Embiid against Gasol is probably a stay away for me. I mean, you could definitely play Embiid in, in tournaments just because of his upside. But uh, I mean, I don't like to pick on Gasol. He's got the you know the best ranked DVP against centers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously Simmons has been just a beast lately. He scored at least 44 drafting points in four straight games. So I, I think he's tournament viable. But again, on a slate with, uh, we you know we're going to talk about LeBron and, and Giannis, uh, and Anthony Davis as well. You know I, I expect a lot of these plays are going to go low owned and probably overlooked. So I, I think for an Embiid Simmons plays are probably tournament only and you know if i'm gonna expose you here it'd probably be someone cheaper like dario Saric or even covington who's actually been really good uh lately but uh, again these are probably tournament only plays for me yep I, I totally agree i don't think i'm gonna have much exposure at all on the philly side of things um you, you know a guy like bellinelli at 3600 like i've always felt like you know his first uh maybe five or six games he was just really underperforming and now we're kind of we're kind of seeing you know the bellinelli that we kind of got for atlanta uh off the bench so um a spot where i don't mind sprinkling him in tournaments but that's probably it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spend a lot of money uh on the philly side of things just because memphis is very defensive low uh you know low pace and then also like you know there's gonna be some blowout concerns here so uh, anything else, or should we move on? No, let's move on. Okay, so another game with no line, uh, Toronto at Cleveland. Now, this is this is obviously going to be big for uh, playoff uh, implications for both teams. Um, Toronto going into uh, Cleveland here. Uh, we got Fred Van Vliet that's going to be questionable. DeMar DeRozan, and both Van Vliet and DeRozan didn't play last game. Um, I, you know, I do like DeRozan at 8K. Uh, is, there, is there anybody else that you're looking at here? Yeah, so... I- I think Toronto kind of hinted at resting players. So we saw Lowry last game. DeRozan mm-hmm. uh, was on Tuesday. So I would expect both back um, for this game. Uh, so I think Lowry and DeRozan are definitely in play here. And this is kind of looking like a perfect game stack. I mean, Cleveland is in the bottom third of the league in terms of DVP for every position, I believe. Um, yep. So, you know, you could – I mean, honestly, everybody – every starter is in play here, and they've got one of the best second units as well. So – um, this is a game where I would uh, definitely have exposure to Toronto if possible. Yeah, is there is there uh, a guy that you're siding with the most? Like if it's between uh, looking at DraftKings prices, uh, Kyle Lowry at 7,800 or Demar Derozan at 8K. Um, is there a guy that you're siding with there? It would probably be Derozan uh, at that price. I've been playing shooting guards, you know, against. Cleveland all season so I, I think that's a good spot um, and I'd be curious if that injury designation stays with him that might lower his ownership if people don't realize it was just a standard day of rest so it'd probably be DeRozan for me yeah and you know I do like those uh, you know the times that you get some rest in uh, you know going with that guy especially if people did think it was an injury I mean uh, I would assume uh, ownership will be lower just because he didn't play last game um, a guy like Jonas Valanciunas to me is a little too pricey. Again, he's he's not seeing enough minutes for me. Uh, he's smashing in the minutes uh, that he's getting. Uh, it's just a spot where at 6,600, I just don't know if he can consistently p- p- uh, play off, pay off that price tag uh, when he's only seen about half the game. Um, even though I mean Cleveland just terrible defensively at every spot, like you said. So um, you want to have any exposure to Jonas at all? 
yeah, strictly tournament only. Okay. And, and I, I should take back my statement that I said. I said every starter is in play. Don't play uh, Anunobi or, or Pal, whoever's starting a small forward. So right. I should clarify that. Yeah. yeah. But um, someone like Ibaka or uh, Jonas Valanciunas, I think they're more tournament only, like you said, because of the volatility in mm-hmm. Valanciunas' minutes. All right. Uh, let's uh, roll over to Cleveland here. Um, I guess, I mean, you just play LeBron right now because he's just a man amongst boys. Uh, I, I don't see a reason to fade him over on uh, DraftKings at 11-7. I th- think he's the the main guy uh, in this slate. I mean, unless you want to roll with Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis has a situation where uh, the New Orleans actually is playing five games in six days. The first time I've ever seen this, uh, uh, they, the, the game that they're playing – uh, is the the roof leak game? So uh, they they're playing actually three games in a row. So I, you know Drew Holiday was sick, I, and I was expecting them to possibly sit some guys in this uh, three game stretch. But um, yeah, LeBron LeBron just seems to be the guy to play um, outside of LeBron. Where, where's your love for Cleveland here? Uh, so it would probably be Kevin Love. I mean, his his price was thirty five hundred on FanDuel the last game and obviously no one expected him to come back so early so Fandle bumped his price back up to 7300 so the edge there on uh, is gone on the site um but on DraftKings and, and fantasy draft you know the, the price is still fair so i think i would have some exposure to kevin love if i were rolling out maybe a game stack here um but we, we also need to watch out for some tristan thompson news he got upgraded to questionable but okay. i would still expect you know kevin love to draw the start in this place yeah and let's uh let's say that uh also kyle corver was ruled out already uh we're doing this uh podcast on tuesday night so corver's already ruled out and then rodney hood is questionable um so if you know obviously corver's out if hood's out that's going to open up some more minutes for the george hill and the jordan clarkson's um jr smith's uh do you want to roll with any of those guys or just strictly tournaments yeah it would be strictly tournaments i think um and actually, I should go back to Kevin Love too. He only played 24 minutes uh, mm-hmm. in his in his start, and it was a hand injury. So, I guess we should also be cautious there. Even we don't really know what his minutes limitation might be. So, I do think LeBron is you know, obviously the safest play here, and everyone else seems a little bit more like uh, tournament only, maybe, um, especially because I really respect Toronto's defense. Sure. All right. Uh, anything? Anything else here, or uh, what about Jeff Green at uh, forty-eight hundred over on DraftKings? Uh, is it a spot where now that Love's back out on the court, uh, Jeff Green kind of just you know goes back to the same role that he was uh, before Love? Yeah, I don't. Or when don't, Love was on the court, I should say. Yeah, I don't really know if we need the Jeff Green on this slate, but uh, I think we'll have enough value where we probably don't have to risk it. It is uh, something to note that he did play 40 minutes last game. Uh, and the game before that at Chicago was 42. The reason why I say 40 minutes, that's very interesting to me because of uh, just I, I didn't expect him to put in 40. I thought he was going to go down to more like a 32, you know, 36 roll. So for him to soak up that amount of minutes. But uh, the thing that I've noticed is obviously the usage goes down here. Uh, Kevin Love definitely uh, soaking up a lot of that usage, so he's not going to get a lot of shots, um, you know, and probably less rebounds for him too. So I, I just I don't know. I, I feel like his his role is going to be very minimal uh, moving forward here. So uh, all right, so let's uh, move on to the next game. Another game without a total. We got the Knicks at Miami, and I'm going to say this is going to be another pretty uh, you know large. 
large number here, uh, Knicks being at Miami. So uh, New York's got uh, we got Lance Thomas being questionable here, and then Emmanuel Mounier is uh, probable. Uh, what do we like for the Knicks here? It just seems like outside of Tim Hardaway, there's nobody getting minutes, uh, consistent minutes. So uh, can you roll with anybody, or is this just a stay away uh, outside of tournaments? Yeah, I think that's exactly it. I, I think you can't really trust anyone besides Tim Hardaway uh, here. So, you know, if Lance Thomas – so if Lance Thomas's status will impact whether or not Michael Beasley is even an option on the slate, but mm-hmm. his minutes are just been all over the place, so I wouldn't even trust him outside of maybe GPPs. Um, and his canter, you know, he's played fewer than 27 minutes in eight of his last ten games, so his minutes are also trending down. You can't really trust Jeff Horner's, uh, Hornacek um, with canter's minutes. So – I almost rather play Kyle Quinn, you know, if you really want some exposure here, but I, I don't think we need that. Uh, and then, like you said, the the, um, the Moutier is probable, but the mm-hmm. guards are just splitting minutes now. I think Moutier, Frankie, and Trey Burke, they're just all getting the minutes, and neither are really um, sort of excelling in any of these roles. So I think you're right. I think it's probably Tim Hardaway Jr., but, you know, Miami is such a good defensive team that, you know, I don't really know if I even want to go there. But, you know, any thoughts for you? Yeah, I mean, I think I think outside of like maybe Kyle Quinn exposure, I, I'm gonna probably stay away. Uh, it seems like Quinn is getting somewhat consistent uh, minutes, and when I say consistent, it's like consistently around the 20 minute mark. Um, but he's a fantasy point per minute, uh, just like crusher. Um, and Miami, you really can beat Miami down low. So um, yeah, I I I want to get some exposure to Kyle Quinn in tournament formats only. So. Um, again, this is just going to be a spot where when, you know, in the last month, when you have a team that's vying for ping pong balls versus a team that's vying for a playoff spot, it's just a stay away situation. I'd rather have two good teams playing each other or or two non-playoff teams. Um, try and stay away, especially if that playoff team, uh, the team that's, you know, home is a playoff viable team. Um, it just it just screams blowout or, you know, it, it's just a spot where it, it's not a good situation outside of tournaments. So, all right, uh, looking at the Miami side of uh, the ball, it, I mean, is there anything that sticks out here? I, I mean, there's one guy that I would lo- love uh, exposure to, and that's Josh Richardson um, at 5,300 over on DraftKings. I mean, the guy is just... He, he's he's a five category guy he's nothing with like nothing high usage but it just seems like he's so consistent grabbing steals and blocks uh last game one steal four blocks uh, the game before that four steals no blocks so i mean he's just very active on the defensive end and the best part is normally those steals lead to like dunks on the other end or an assist for him so um, not a guy that's really great in a half-court setting, but uh, definitely like to get some exposure to him. Uh, he, he played 41 minutes last game. Was that uh, that game go that over? A, to, yeah, that was the double yeah, overtime, overtime. At, yep. at Denver. So yeah. um, I do expect him to see uh, you know somewhere around the 30, 30 uh, 32-minute mark though. Um, and at 5,300, I, I really like that. Uh, is there anybody else that you're kind of eyeing up here? Yeah, I mean it's kind of hard because all their stats are inflated because of the double overtime game, but yeah. I mean, James Johnson played 46 minutes and he scored a career high uh, 31 points. So, I mean, Whiteside is out and Dwayne Wade's going to be out as well. So, I don't mind James Johnson. I, I don't even know if that's really chasing uh, his points. I mean, he's been playing so well. So, I really like James Johnson. Uh, I love what you said about Josh Richardson. I think his price tag makes him viable on this slate. Um, Kelly Olynyk's been really good lately too. So, Bam out of Ayo's been starting, but it's actually been Olynyk who's 
drawing all the usage in the second unit. Um, he's had four straight games of over 20% usage. So he's someone I would probably look to now over Adebayo. Um, and then the last guy that I've sort of have interest in, but I don't, I don't know if the price tag makes it viable is Goran Dragic. Uh, he's you know got a really good matchup against the Knicks, or they're bottom third of the league against point guards. But mm-hmm. he's 7,300 on DraftKings. So I don't know. Like on a slate with, we're probably going to pay up for LeBron's, right? I, I don't know if we can go Dragic, and maybe we just get our exposure through like a Richardson or someone like a, a James Johnson. Yeah, we're on Fanduel. He's 7K, and that becomes a little bit more viable. But uh, okay. yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, I mean, J- James Johnson, man, he's he's been the last three games been like you know flirting with triple doubles, uh, which is crazy to say to say. Uh, Eleven boards, six assists. Now, obviously, uh, don't look at those stats too much because they were inflated with the forty-six minutes. But in twenty-five minutes, the game before, he had twelve, seven, and five. So uh, j- definitely a three-category. F- I mean, throw in the five categories too because he's. Uh, producing steals and blocks every single game too so uh game before that 18 10 and 7 so yeah he definitely has a high high floor with the five categories so at 6200 i think he's very viable um over on Fanduel, he's he's a steal he's uh 5500 so um definitely get some exposure there again I expect this line to be double digits, um, so it's going to be kind of scary. Um, but you know, possibly you could get some exposure in uh, tournament formats for sure, uh, with you know a little bit of both both these sides, like with Kyle Quinn, and then bringing it back with uh, some Miami guys. But yeah, it's just again a spot where we have one good team and one terrible team. I just I I have troubles investing my money in those situations. So yep, fair point. All right, hey, we finally got a line. So uh, in Brooklyn, uh, this is going to be a big one. Uh, Brooklyn is favored by one point. Uh, they're implied to score one uh, 111.3 in Charlotte's uh, 110.2. So uh, we'll we'll break down Charlotte here. Uh, what do you what do we like here? Co- uh, Co- Cody Zeller is questionable. Uh, it's a interesting spot with how high this. Uh, I mean, Brooklyn. Yeah, this is a this is a great great uh, game to kind of stack. I would assume. I mean, the the prices though, it seems uh, actually the prices are really good for uh, Charlotte here. What uh, what what are you looking at here? Yeah, so this game, they played this game a couple a couple nights ago, a couple weeks ago maybe, but the sure. team scored two hundred thirty six points. So, I mean, I totally agree. This is a perfect game stack opportunity. Uh, so I think the the first. Thing we need to figure out on Charlotte is the whole Jeremy Lamb situation. So, you know, Batum is doubtful. I would expect Lamb to start again, but his price rose this time. Significantly. And, and significantly, yeah. yeah. So, I still think he's cash game viable. Um, I think he's 5,200 on DraftKings now. Is that right? Uh, yeah. On, on, oh, I'm sorry. On FanDuel, he's 66. Yep. Uh, okay. On, on uh, DraftKings, he's 5,400. Yeah. So, I think in DraftKings, he's still cash game viable. Mm hmm. On FanDuel, that price kind of scares me. I don't think I, w- I would go there in cash games. But, I mean, the, the, I guess the question is in tournaments. I, I actually hated him on Monday uh, in tournaments, and obviously that didn't pay off. But uh, with this rising price, I mean, how are you going to approach this? Do you have any initial thoughts? Yeah, I think he's for sure cash game viable. I think he's a really easy cash game uh, play over on DraftKings. Um, you know, Outside of that, uh, on FanDuel, I don't know how popular he's going to be at 6,600. So, um, you know, small forward's a spot where we already like LeBron. 
Um, and LeBron's going to be super highly owned. I, I don't see he's going to be very low owned uh, over on FanDuel. But on DraftKings, where you're able to kind of work him in in different spots, um, he should definitely be very, very popular at this price at 5,400. Uh, we assume, obviously, Batum's going to be out. Um, and Lamb, Lamb played uh, 30 minutes uh, last game, 30, yeah, 30, almost 30 right yeah. on the dot. So um, just a really good spot. Again, at Brooklyn, pace is going to be up, extra yeah. possessions. So, yeah, re- I really like uh, Lamb here the most. Um, but is there uh, Dwight Howard? Uh, I mean, you can you can obviously attack Brooklyn at every spot, but my gosh, have centers been dominating uh, Brooklyn? Um, are you are – you, like, how interested are you in Dwight Howard? Especially if Cody Zeller's ruled out, does that give you, you know, maybe more minutes to Dwight uh, or even uh, potential for Frank Kaminsky to come in for center minutes off the bench? Uh, what, are you, what are you looking at there? Yeah, so, I mean, you're right. This is the best spot for centers. The Nets ranked at last in DVP against centers. They allow the most rebounds per game to opponents. So this is obviously a spot where Dwight should um, excel in. He only played 27 minutes the last time these teams met, and he only put 35 DK points. And I think the issue was that Jared Allen started, but it was Rondé Hollis Jefferson who slid into the backup center role, and I, he was actually the one who, who dominated. So I, I think on paper this looks like a good Dwight spot. I guess I'm a little worried if the Nets start Rondé Hollis Jefferson. So I think for me this is probably – a game stack situation where I would have my exposure to Dwight Howard um, because on paper this this should be a spot where he, he does well. Yep. Uh, is there anything else that you're looking at uh, here for Charlotte? I mean, Kemba Walker, 8,700. Um, you know, I guess I feel like everybody's in play here. It's just where, where do you want to cut your exposures? Um, you know, how many guys is too much? Um, cash game viable, I think, I think uh, Dwight Howard for sure is cash game viable. Uh, I think even Frank Kaminsky becomes cash game viable is if Zeller is ruled out. Um, should give him extra center minutes for sure when Dwight's off the court and then even power forward minutes. Um, is there anything else that you're looking at here? No, I don't think so. I think Kemba is viable. I would probably put him in my game stacks. That's mm-hmm. probably how I get my exposure to him. And then, I mean, really deep play is Malik Monk. He's been getting the second unit backup uh, point guard minutes. Uh, just wanted to call it out because of the Batum injury, but I don't know if we'll, we'll need it in this uh, slate. But again, it's a good pace up spot if you're just looking for like this low own play. I think the Malik Monks and the um, you know Marco Bellinelli's they're kind of in the, the same class where if you're just trying to find someone with upside, I, I think I would classify those two as um, good plays. Yeah, and something to notice too with the second units, he's uh, gone over 30 per, uh, 32% usage in the last two games. Um, both those games, he's played basically half the game. So. Uh, just dominating the usage there uh, in the second unit, which, I mean, doesn't matter what unit you play against Brooklyn. Uh, you know, if you're getting shots off, you're you're going to be doing well fantasy-wise. So uh, then off to Brooklyn here. This is another team that, you know, doesn't want to play any of their guys. It seems like more than 30 minutes. Um, and we kind of saw that last year. But, you know, this is also a team that's really bad, but they don't have incentive to lose because – uh, they do lose their draft picks. So, uh, what do we, what do we, what are we looking at here for uh, Brooklyn? Yeah, so I, I actually like the fact that they've moved Spencer Dinwiddie to the second unit. Uh, that's, I mean, they've got a bunch of guards, right? They've got D'Angelo Russell, Alan Crabb, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Karis LeVert. So they're all vying for minutes. So that makes mm-hmm. it a little bit hard 
to play any of them, but I think Alan Crabb's actually my favorite of the bunch. Uh, he actually went off for 46 DraftKings points the last time, and I remember that game because Meansy called that game. Uh, you know, he, he included Alan Crabb in his core plays article, and uh, he went off that game. So I think I I don't know I don't know if that's chasing, it, but I I do have some uh, some interest in Crabb here. Um, Damari Carroll's been solid all season. You know, his mm-hmm. price just is consistently affordable um so i think he's viable in all formats and then like i mentioned ronnie hollis jefferson is probably one of my favorite gbp gbp plays on this slate i don't think he'd be popular you know no one wants to play guys against dwight or even if he's in the second unit but i do think um there's a chance he starts or at the very you know least um jared allen jared allen starts and then Ronnie hollis jefferson comes in and really takes a ton of minutes to uh, hang with dwight yeah, and I'm just going through uh, minutes uh, for Brooklyn because, you know, Brooklyn can kind of change up their minutes. It seems like RHJ and Damari Carroll are the ones uh, lately getting over the 30-minute mark. So, uh, to me, I like Carroll the most out of those two, uh, just mainly because of the price point of 5900 It's not like I want to pay near a 7K price tag uh, if they decide to pull minutes. So, I think Carroll at 5900 um, but I really like Levert and Dinwiddie. Uh, I think I think this this is the game for me um, in all formats uh, that I like the most. So just a spot where I, you know I don't expect to get you know more than 27, 28 minutes out of Levert or, or Dinwiddie. If I get 30, 32, that's awesome. But um, this is a spot where at 5,500 and 5,600 on DraftKings, I want to get. Uh, quite a bit of exposure and then I think um, Damari Carroll squarely in play even even uh, going up to like an RHJ or D'Angelo Russell or like you said Alan Crabb um, all all in play here um, I just I'm siding towards Levert and Dinwiddie and then Damari Carroll so yeah I think that's interesting I think we're on different plays I think it speaks to the fact that they're just this team is deep right and we don't know where the production is going to come from so if you are planning to run uh, a game stack maybe you run a couple of them you know you maybe include a Dinwiddie and a Crab in one, or you know a Russell and a Lavert in another. Maybe you know stagger the the first and second unit usage. So there are different ways to go here. Yeah, and one thing I should say is uh, Dante Cunningham is questionable. He's he's not getting a ton of minutes, but I mean obviously with him ruled off, uh, that would help someone like RHJ to secure his 30 plus minute role, and that's probably why he's been you know you know getting uh, over 30 minutes a game. So you know that's. That's the nice part. Like if, if a guy like Dante Cunningham is ruled out and you know you're going to get that, you know, that four extra minutes out of RHJ, I think he definitely becomes uh, cash game viable. So um, just even a little bit of news like that uh, helps RHJ for sure. So uh, anything else that you uh, got in this game or should we move on? Oh, let's move on. Okay. Uh, so we got uh, Clippers at the Bucks. Now this is the last game of the slate that still hasn't come out with a line. Um, we had the Clippers play tonight, and I don't think uh, they had any injuries that I have to note. So looks like they came out of that healthy. Um, I, I feel like there's there's a few guys here that I want to get some exposure to uh, on a site like DraftKings. Um, you got DeAndre Jordan at 7,600. Obviously, the Bucks have been ex- totally exposed at the center spot all year. Uh, just a very bad rebounding team. Uh, DeAndre Jordan, just being an athlete himself, uh, just, I, I mean, I feel like his over under has got to be somewhere around 16, 17 boards here. Uh, just feels like a 2020 spot uh, for Jordan. And then Tobias Harris at 7,100. Uh, his price is really lowered. Um, he actually had a pretty bad game today. Um, so, 
I think I want to get some uh, decent exposure to both of these guys, uh, especially Tobias getting a lot of power forward minutes. Uh, the bigger that you are, it seems like uh, the better you off you are versus the Bucks, with which is how bad they are rebounding the ball. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you on DeAndre, and I saw you were just hanging out with him recently at the live final, and I was like, man, that guy's a large man. Yeah. He's large. You don't realize it until, like, you go up to his waist, and, like, seriously, he, uh, the jeans that he was wearing, like, his waist was so high, and I'm just like, yeah, just ridiculous. Uh, but, yeah, awesome video uh, that we posted on uh, Twitter. Gene Efer, uh decided that uh, he was going to get his forehead autographed, so... Uh, <laughs> We threw up a video, uh, really hilarious, uh, and DeAndre was was totally class act. I mean, very comfortable with like going up to people, meeting people the the whole night. So uh, awesome dude, and uh, great event by DraftKings for sure. Nice, yeah, no, that looks that looks fun. Um, but yeah, I think this is the perfect DeAndre spot. Uh, he went for double double on Tuesday. He only played 32 minutes, so he should be fresh in this spot. Um, yeah, I think Tobias. I think I'm. I'm on the fence about it. Right? So he played 25 minutes on Tuesday. He's He was dealing with the flu. So I don't know if that maybe helped uh, or that was the reason he played fewer minutes than usual. So I think we just need to monitor the news. But you're right. This is probably a spot where they're going to need him. And the Clippers are just fighting right now for, for the, their playoff lives. So um, that's it for me, though. I, you know, I know people. some people love Austin Rivers and, and Lou Williams. I I just don't know if I can pay their prices on this slate where – you know, there, there are other guards that I want to focus on. Yep, totally totally agree with you there. And the Sundarius Thornwell project of playing 30, 36 minutes, just standing in the corner, uh, I don't care if he's 3,300. I'm not going to have any exposure there. So uh, what about you? Have you been working him in? I mean, the minutes, <laughs> the minutes are there, but just, my gosh, it, he does not do anything, stays on the perimeter. I mean, it's just frustrating to watch that guy play. Yeah, no, I remember our first show. You called him, so I, I think he's getting the minutes. You're right. It's just yeah. he's such a he's like the he's like the Tony Snell of their team, right? And they're just playing each other. So I, I think you don't play Thornwell, you don't play Tony Snell. You just find someone that has a higher usage rate. And they could they stuff. could just agree to play four on four and just remove those <laughs> two uh, from the court, and I think we'd all be happy. <laughs> it's like the uh, the Spider Man Spider Man meme where they're like pointing at each other. Yeah, like that's, yeah, that's yeah. Them. <laughs> that's, that's, exactly that's, that's that's pretty good that's pretty good uh one guy that i do want to throw out is uh milos uh at 4200 i mean still you know kind of minutes getting capped it's just a spot where i feel uh not bad about uh, getting some exposure but probably keep it to tournaments again i'm just gonna hammer deandre and tobias and probably i mean both of these guys are very cash game viable so um let's hop over to milwaukee um you got, uh, you know, you got some decent prices over here, but just not any guys that I love. Um, a situation that I've kind of been uh, perplexed about is Jabari Parker. Just still not seeing uh, the minutes uptick. Like I, I expected them to, you know, give him about half the run and then start working him into near a 30-minute roll uh, to try to prepare uh, to prepare him for the playoffs, but. Uh, he's still stuck around 25 minutes. Um, price tag at 4,500 uh, has me interested, and probably uh, the most interest that I have uh, is at Jabari. So, what what do you think here? No, that's a good point. I actually hadn't realized his minutes were have been sort of capped in a way, and he's mm -hmm. been doing well. And I guess you could use him in cash games. I think in tournaments, just given the fact that he's not going to get that 30 minute. Uh, that 30 minute game, I think that takes me off him in tournaments. Mm -hmm. um, so. I, the, in terms of like how I view this slate, 
um, at a high level, I think the first question I ask myself is like, what stud do I want to pay for? Do I want to pay for LeBron, uh, Davis, or, or Giannis? And I think that's sort of the first question that I'm going to ask myself. And then the second question will probably be something like, do I want to play Jeremy Lamb in cash games and tournaments? So the, like, those are the two, top two questions. And I think right now I'm sort of leaning LeBron as my top play of the slate. For sure. And that kind of makes me think Giannis is going to go under-owned, right? And especially in in tournaments and he's totally fine for for cash games so i i think i would probably have some Giannis. i, I definitely will have Giannis exposure in tournaments because everyone's going to focus on lebron and lebron's matchup isn't necessarily the easiest as well this is a much easier matchup for Giannis. yeah and that's very true i know lebron's had issues with uh surge in the past but uh i just i feel like the way he's playing at just an all-time high level like there's i mean he's basically indefensible and you're right he is going to be super highly popular um very interested to see where uh drew holiday's health is at tomorrow um because if holiday is out you know anthony davis and lebron are going to have very high ownerships and you're right giannis giannis will have very minimal just because all the people are going to be clicking on those two guys so um what do you think about john henson at 5100 um he's actually you know kind of carved up a decent role here you know seeing i guess uh he had uh, only 20 minutes at, at cleveland the other day but i mean 34 and a half 29 and a half 27 minutes 31 minutes you know if you start seeing 30 minute uh john henson you know he's he's going to be able to uh get some decent fancy points at, and at 5100 i think he's very viable yeah, I, I agree. I, so I don't know if this matters, but Tyler Zeller is probable. I don't know if that's going to impact his numbers or his minutes that much, but I agree mm -hmm. with you. John Henson's probably in play as as a really cheap option. And, and so I was looking at the numbers. I think the numbers in terms of the matchup aren't necessarily great against DeAndre, but I know the argument against any center against DeAndre is that, you know, They'll, they'll need him in there, right? They'll need a guy like John Henson to sure. to put a body on him. So I think that's really what you're kind of banking on. The matchup isn't necessarily great, but he, in theory, should be in there for, for the minutes. Yep, totally agree because, I mean, obviously the Bucks are a bad rebounding team. doesn't matter what lineup they throw out there. So yeah. um, it's nice to know that uh, the Clippers like to play their center 32 to 36 minutes. That should force Henson into a 30-minute role for sure. Yeah. Um, moving on, uh, we'll go to Chicago here where Denver comes to town. Uh, Denver is a nine-point favorite uh, over under of 122 currently. So uh, what do we like here? I mean, it seems like, seems like Denver's rotation's gotten a little bit uh, tighter, which is nice. Uh, some guys consistently seen in the low 30s, which was totally not what we were seeing last year, Denver, with like, the Moutier project and Jamal Murray. It was just so frustrating to uh, uh, roster guys in Denver. Now it feels like, hey, I feel pretty confident rostering a Denver guy. Uh, what do you, what's your what's your favorite uh, piece of Denver here? Yeah, so shout out to uh, Jack Awesome on Twitter, but he pointed us that it's Serbian Heritage Night. Ooh, so there you go. If, if you are into narratives, this is the narrative for uh, Jokic. You know? Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I, I I mean, I kind of believe in, in these narratives, right? We see Gortat always go off in Polish Heritage Night, and then Ben Simmons went off in Australian Heritage Night. So, I mean, it, narrative aside, right? This is also a good matchup for Jokic anyway, right? Mm -hmm. It's centers against uh, Chicago. Um, the Bulls are 23rd in DVP against centers, so, and the, the the Bulls are a mess anyway. So, on paper, this should be 
a good Jokic spot. And again, he's going to be low owned as well as we all focus on the other studs on this um, slate. So I love Jokic in this spot. Um, Gary Harris, I think, is still out. So Will Barton should continue to start. But I kind of like, I don't know, I kind of like Jamal Murray in, in this in this game. Uh, the Bulls are the bottom third of the league against defending point guards. And we'll talk about the Bulls later, but they're just banged up at the point guard position. So this could be a place where maybe some term exposure for Murray. And I mean, I'd love to get your thoughts about Wilson Chandler. Like, I, I think he cut out there. Um, yeah, so Wilson Chandler to me seems like the perfect uh, tournament play for me. Uh, just a guy that has been getting, you know, high 30 minutes. I mean, last four games, uh, he had the Miami Heat, the double overtime, so we'll kind of throw that one out at 47 and a half. But then you have a 31 and a half, 40 minutes, and uh, another 41 minute game. Uh, I mean, he's getting the minutes. It just seems like sometimes he's in the game, and then sometimes he kind of just stands off the corner. Uh, you know, the nice part about uh, Wilson Chandler is he is, you know, he is uh, getting his boards, his assists, uh, usually throws in a steal or two here. So, I mean, the nice part is he's soaking up minutes, and if he goes up against a bad Chicago Bulls team, you expect him to at least get some uh, cheap boards because uh, Bulls, again, bad rebounding team. So um, I, I don't know if I like him uh, as much outside of tournaments, but really all starting five here I think are totally in play um totally agree about Jamal Murray uh, I like Will Barton um gonna want to have some exposure to Jokic and I think Jokic won't be popular because at 9600 he's in a weird spot um but mm -hmm. the offense is really really running through him uh, as of late he's been phenomenal playing lots of minutes um obviously again throughout the game against Miami but still he had 35 and 38 the last two games so um, always, always, uh, it's, it's nice to see the offense run through him, like where he can, uh, almost tickle a triple double whenever he wants. So, yeah, I think because it's going through him, I'm a little bit worried about Millsap. Um, he's, like I was looking at stats, he's just not taking any shots. Like the double overtime game they played, uh, last, last outing, they, he played 45 minutes and he only took 11 shots and that's capping his, his fantasy production. So he's probably the one guy on the team that I'm a little bit concerned about that I, I probably, won't have much or if any exposure to yeah and the funny part is they are i mean it, it felt like when Millsap came back it, it just was like killing uh the joker and now yeah. it's like now the offense is running through joker and now it's like yeah Millsap's kind of almost taking a step back uh just his his usage uh you know when he was playing the 25 20 you know six minutes was always in the 20s and now Last few games, 15%, 20%, 22 So he's just not getting a shot off. So, yeah, um, yeah probably probably stick to the guards here for me and then uh, maybe some Joker. Uh, but, yeah, Jamal Murray and Will Barton for sure I uh, want to get yep. some exposure to. All right, uh, over on the Chicago side. Now, Chicago's been going through lots of injuries. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see who they have available. Now we have Antonio Blakeney that's uh, questionable. So yeah. this is going to be a very, very tight rotation. Um, I think there's a lot of guys in play due to uh, the rotation here. So it should be interesting to see which bodies are healthy. Um, but, I mean, you got you got Denzel Valentine that had a monster uh, game during the DraftKings Championship, which was Saturday. And then he followed it up with just a total dud. So um, curious to see where his ownership or well, let's let's just uh, choose between Cameron Payne and Denzel Valentine. Which, which one would you be siding with here? 
I would probably go pain in cash games and then Valentine tournaments. So, you know, the recency bias is going to be against Valentine. I played him that last outing where he played only 22 minutes and he put up a dud and it wasn't foul related. So Mm -hmm. I'm thinking it could have been possibly the blowout. It could just be the fact that bulls are tanking. So uh, I do like Valentine in tournaments. And then, you know, Cameron Payne is going to see another set of solid minutes here because Dunn's out, uh, Levine's out, Blakeney's questionable. Like, I don't know what they're going to do. Like they might even just bring Jerry and Grant back into the rotation if they need a, a backup guard. But yeah, I think Payne's viable in cash games. I just, worry about his upside um even if he gets you know 30 minutes still yeah i think this is a total situation where you you wait on the news here uh you figure out who's in the rotation because this is an interesting spot uh you know i i love i love when uh i'm down to tight rotations obviously denver uh pretty fast uh pace uh, style game here um, and, you know, with the game being at Chicago, I don't see this blowing out too much, uh, even though I obviously can. Uh, I just I, I do like this spot because you're getting guaranteed minutes and uh, there is no guy priced more than 6,700. You got Bobby Portis at 6,700 and he's definitely yeah. firmly in play, um, you know, the highest, definitely the highest usage guy on the Chicago Bulls team. So, um, yeah, it's it's just a spot where I'm going to have exposure. It's just waiting on the news understanding rotations based upon the news uh but i totally 100 percent agree that cameron Payne is my favorite play uh, i think denzel's even cash game viable uh, a guy like david nawaba um again just wait wait to see who's in the rot- rotation and then go from there um you know blakeney i, I want to say blakeney kind of like fell on himself like uh mm-hmm. the other day and hurt his elbow so you know he's highly highly questionable i don't see them you know exposing him any more risk if he's not ready to go so um yeah love love tight rotations here and this is a spot where i think you can get some cheap value yeah and speaking of value i forgot to mention noah vonley he actually made his return uh mm-hmm. uh yesterday so uh two days game two days ago so like he actually played 26 minutes which was kind of a surprise since we didn't have any news i think before lock and no one knew what to do with him he had almost put up a double double so in terms of value he's probably one of the better forward place uh, on the slate so something to keep in mind I, I was a little bit worried you know of only playing the second unit with portis but it doesn't seem to have impacted their performances uh, at least the first time together yeah totally agree uh, at 4100 i mean it, the last three games that he's played i mean he's he saw 26 27 uh or 26 32 and a half and 27 so yeah i mean if they're gonna run him out for a little bit over half the game uh, at 4100 you definitely gotta like him um, anything else that you got here, or should we move on? Are you the uh, Felicio whisper? Like, I don't know what to do with him. He's only 3,800, but he's been playing 30 minutes a night now. So I like I can't do it just because I don't trust him. But, I mean, is yeah. he even in play? Yeah, I mean, I, I've kind of been staying away from him uh, of late. Uh, again, I usually wait to see what the starters are in Chicago and then go from there. It's... You're right. I mean, he's been getting consistent minutes. Um, yeah, this is a spot where I don't mind working him in. Uh, can I trust him in cash? No. Uh, it's, yeah, it's it's weird. I, I feel like I can trust uh, Vonley more uh, mm-hmm. with his role. But again, I, I, I do want to – this will be a spot where I want to get some at least news, beat writer news, Twitter uh, I'll definitely be looking at Chicago for my value guys to get in the LeBrons and the Anthony Davises. Um, you'll notice that in the last month with uh, 
with, with teams tanking and, you know, different rotations happening, you're almost forced into a Stars and Scrubs lineup. And it's it's almost always a couple teams that are really hardcore tanking where, you know, you're going to have three to 4K guys that, you know, are playing 30-plus minutes and they are they have a decent usage, a decent role on the team, and it almost forces you in to uh, playing Stars and Scrubs. So um, based upon the news tomorrow, I feel like that's the almost the route that I'm thinking of going, uh, and the Bulls is where I'm going to get my a uh, lot of my value um, to make that happen. So Yeah, I like it. All right, uh, let's go to uh, Indiana and New Orleans. Uh, we got a 221 total. Uh, New Orleans only favored by one point. Now, like I said, this is the game, the infamous game of the the leak in the roof that uh, killed everybody's lineups. Uh, yeah, just you always have one of these games every year, and now it really hurts New Orleans because they've played uh, or they're in a stretch where they're playing five games in six days. Uh, this is going to be a uh, and, and then they got three games in a row here, so. Um, you know, just looking at New Orleans side, first off is obviously the health of Drew Holiday is, is really huge. Um, I guess he was really sick today. So, you know, can he come back tomorrow? Sure. Uh, but, uh, they definitely ruled them out pretty early today. So, uh, interesting spot. Uh, you know, I guess we'll talk to, uh, the Indiana side first. Uh, what, is there anything that you like here? Uh, kind of staying away or, uh, what, what you looking at here? <laughs> It'd be kind of funny if they... Have another leaky roof situation. That would be that would be crazy. <laughs> don't that'd do be it. Crazy. Don't do it to us. Oh man, that'd be crazy. Okay. Um. But yeah, I think you know Turner is definitely viable in, in tournaments. I actually really love Miles Turner here. Uh, I mean, you can definitely play guys against the Pelicans. It's just mm-hmm. you know that's just fantasy production all over the place. So Turner's my favorite play on the Pacers. He scored at least 34 DK points in five of his last six games, and then I think Sabonis is doubtful, so they're going to need his size. He just needs to stay out of foul trouble. That's really the only thing that's going to stop Miles Turner. Um, well, I think the, well, it, I th- yeah. oh, go yeah, ahead. Uh, the one big the one big news that we saw last game with the Pacers was uh, they decided to start Collison. Um, right. And with that start, uh, I I ended up uh, changing my exposure and started buying him in a lot of spots. It worked out. It's not like he had uh, you know an amazing game, but you know five for ten, and then he just you know he got four boards, eight assists. I just felt like this was just a really good spot for him. Um, you know, against against the Pels, the Pels are bad at all five spots defensively. They're a pace-up game. Uh, this game's going to be close. This is another game that you can potentially just stack. Um, stay away from some of these uh, scarier games. Uh, you know, you, you have multiple uh, games, like we said earlier, the uh, Memphis at Philly, uh, the Knicks at Miami. A lot of I mean, those are going to be potential blowouts. So, you know, don't get exposure there, but, you know, you can kind of almost take this slate from an eight-game slate down to a six-game slate really quick. And then even the last game of the night, you know, I don't know how much exposure you're going to want in that. So um, another game where if you're rolling out tournament lineups, I don't mind stacking you know, stacking this both ways and just putting a bunch of value in. Yeah, I love that idea. I mean, Collison's, yeah, you're right. His price is just too cheap. So in terms of probably point per dollar he's probably a better play than than turner um and i think because i have interest in collison i probably won't play oladipo um and again oladipo is going to be one of those tournament guys like an Embiid or a ben simmons where his price is kind of awkward um where you know i don't think anyone's going to play him either and he's obviously got 50 point upside so if you want to chase that you can you can definitely do that maybe in a, in a tournament i don't think his price is is you know fair for uh, for cash games 
Yep, I totally agree with you. I think the cash game plays here um, will be Miles Turner and then Collison. Um, and then if you go with anybody else, I'd probably stick in them in tournaments. Uh, let's see, Thad Young. Thad, Thad Young is uh, in a decent spot, obviously. Um, 36 minutes, 27, 30, 31 last four games. Mm-hmm. Um, so him seeing that amount of minutes, you know, I, I like this role. Um, 5,800 seems a little expensive, but you know, if he's giving me 30, 30 plus minutes, I, I, I could have exposure to him in tournaments, but probably n- nowhere near my cash game lineup. Yeah. So I actually had a kind of a question mark next to his name. Cause I wasn't really sure what to do with him. Cause he's also kind of like that. Um, he's kind of like, what's a good comparison. Maybe, uh, John Henson where, you know, like he's going to be, going to be needed out there but I just don't know if I really want him. So I think he's kind of a secondary play where if I have 5,800 left over and I need a guy, I think Thad Young is fine. Yeah, Thad, Thad Young is usually a guy that I do not play unless there's injuries. So he's just mm-hmm. one of those guys that, you know, I don't never feel comf- comfortable with his role in the offense um, and unless there is an injury that makes him, you know, at least like the second option. It just seems like, you know, with Oladipo, Miles Turner, uh, and now Collison starter starting, like he's kind of like the fourth option of this offense. And if he's not rebounding and uh, putting easy putbacks, like I just, I don't, there's just not a role for him too much uh, in this offense. So uh, let's flip it over to the New Orleans uh, side. And again, it's going to really matter about Drew Holiday. Obviously, if Drew Holiday is out, a um, bunch of value opens up. Uh, we kind of saw it today where Ian Clark scored quite a few points off the bench. Um, Etwan got it going in the second half, uh, but Rajon Rondo, man, if you didn't have Rajon Rondo exposure today, you're not feeling good about yourself. So um, he had the big game. Um, obviously, Anthony Davis's usage goes up by. I, I ran it uh, today, and I believe it went up by 0.25 with everybody off the court. So with Drew Holiday off, I mean that's a huge increase, uh, 0.25 uh, fantasy points per minute, and that's when looking at Fanduel. So. Um, what do you like most here on New Orleans? Let's just act like, uh, should we just say Drew will act like. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. And now, an ad from Dad. All right. Save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. 